Welcome to The Screen Queen, the show where I'll be talking about your favorite TV show or your favorite movie. You'll just have to listen to find out. This is your host, Samantha Parrish. Hello there, and welcome back to the show. As always, I am your lean, mean, movie-talking machine, your screen queen, Samantha Parrish. So, it feels a little weird to do an episode like this because I generally keep this show pretty positive to not be so negative onto a film or a TV show. If there's a listener out there that does love that movie or TV show, I don't like to do that to someone else. I, I keep it relatively angled to keep the experience open for someone to watch something and not give a negative impact towards a movie or TV show that someone hasn't watched yet. I don't like doing that. And if I do happen to talk about a movie or a TV show I didn't like, I try to give a little a little ounce of forgiveness that I'm not in charge of the decisions behind the movie or TV show, and if someone else likes it, power to them. I just didn't really care for it. It's a balance I have on this show. But I also have to admit, there are movies I have regretted that I watched with my own two eyes. There's just no way around it. There has been a movie that every one of us has watched and just went, I can't bleach my eyeballs from what I saw. Whether it was something bad and it made you like uncomfortable or if it was just bad and you felt like it was insulting or if it was bad and you felt like it did nothing to bring a presented plot to fruition. You know, there, there are no ways you can go wrong for not liking a movie. That's why the experience is yours. If you liked it, that's great. If you didn't like it, that's also great. As much as there are films that I praise so much for the direction they took, even if it's one that I don't support since I'm not the one the director's chair, I have to admit I do have fun talking crap about movies as much as I enjoy praising movies. If there's anyone that knows me in real life knows that I don't hold back. I will, like, roast a movie so badly that the scorch marks will never recover. I feel like that's the main thing with many people that are movie buffs or if they're movie historians that they're going to find something they don't like because it's not following the norm or it just didn't make any sense or just was generally unlikable and that becomes like the entertaining thing out of what wasn't entertaining in the first place you know if that there's got to be some compensation for putting your time in to a film or a tv show you didn't like and I have, so I have to admit, I'm a little excited getting to roast some of these films, but I'll be a little bit, a little gentle. I'll, I'll do the best I can. But like I said, the title is Movies I Regret Watching, so I might not hold back too much. But here we go. This is the Movies I Regret Watching. So the first one that came to my mind, the moment that this episode was picked out of the box, was R.I.P.D. I don't know if many of you have seen R.I.P.D., but oh, oh, what lost potential that was. I wish, I wish I could have found something good out of that movie. Actually, I did find something good out of that movie. Kevin Bacon. When I watched this movie in theaters with a former friend of mine and my former friend's mom, I did not expect Kevin Bacon being in that film, and, uh... Kevin Bacon is one of my favorite actors, so to know he's in a film, 
that I don't like, that's the only thing that I can give, is that it was surprising. But at the same time, I feel like they also crapped on him as well as the others in this film. When I saw the trailer, I will admit I was intrigued because I do love me some crime movies. But I also love it when supernatural things and crime things go hand in hand. It's like, okay, I'm intrigued by these two subgenres coming together. And the fact about dead cops going after things in this like twilight zone afterlife like that sounds great and to find out that it's based off of a comic i'm like cool even that that's awesome something got onto the screen but oh the execution was painful oh it made me very glad that i found out that this was based off of a comic knowing okay so this is not what it's supposed to be that's a relief but also kind of a slap in the face like man how do you go wrong with that? I, I, have do, I have not seen the comic, so I can't say for certain it is, uh, it does take place from concrete stuff from the, the comic itself. So don't quote me on that. But what I saw, that's a, it's a little bit strange to have to make that work for an audience. The idea of these two characters having avatars that is a sexy woman and then an Asian man, like, okay, that's funny, but that felt a little bit stale. There's a lot of potential around the ideas with how these two undead cops worked in the afterlife as well as the tragedy behind how they died. And that really goes into, like, this whole ragtag plot twist of, oh, it was this character all along. I didn't see it coming, but I didn't even feel the surprise. Oh, God. I don't, I don't even want to tell you the surprise because, honestly, if you still want to watch it, I won't take that away. Uh, but, man, it did make me wonder why I didn't see a whole lot of other characters in the trailer. Looking back on it, there wasn't the best marketing for it. All they really had going for it was the whole idea that they had avatars that they used, not the abilities that they have as undead cops or the other things that they find. That was just a, just a strange thing to focus on with their avatars. I don't know why. I don't know why they couldn't put a little bit of Kevin Bacon in there, but then again, they would have probably ruined a lot of the minimal characters that they had feeling if they showed the minimal characters and you basically just watched the whole movie within the trailer. That's, that's just my spin on it. Uh, I, I really wish that this movie was better. I hate the fact that I can look back at 10 years ago watching this in theaters and know that I did not have a good time watching this movie. It wasn't grabbing my attention. I felt that it was very stale. I found nothing virtually enjoyable out of it. I felt nothing for the characters. And I know, I know that Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds were giving 110% into something that just needed a little bit more time. I just honestly wished I never saw this film. It is the meanest thing I can say towards a film, but we've all had that. It's okay if there's a film that you just sit there and go, yeah, I felt like my time was wasted and I didn't even feel that this was a good waste of my time. Probably could have been better if it had more time. I don't know what you guys feel about the film. If you have seen it, it's it's a something. That's, that's all I can really give it. But I can definitely say it was just like the 
one of the worst experiences I had in a movie theater watching that. And that's kind of rare for me to see a bad film or watch something I didn't like but didn't feel like I hated it. Um, you know, like it's like the saying, there's a movie you can watch one time and be okay that you watched it the once and didn't find anything bad about it but didn't jive with you. But this was just not a jive, not a vibe, not, not nothing. And then they made a sequel, which, oh, you bitter ass, I stayed away from that. Okay, I'm holding on to my gut for the next one to talk about. So, I debated if I wanted to talk about this film, because I didn't even finish it. And I was going to save this for an episode talking about films I never finished, but I think it goes hand in hand as a film I didn't like and a film that I didn't finish. And I think you'll see why. So this film is not very well known for a reason. It's called Camel Spiders. Now, for a little fun fact about me, I have arachnophobia. I have always had a major fear of spiders. I had to walk out of the room when the spider part came up in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, otherwise I am paralyzed. Uh, you're never going to catch me watching the film Arachnophobia. The idea of a spider just gives me so much anxiety that, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking about it makes me just shiver. However, with an idea like camel spiders, it had me intrigued enough to stuff my fear of spiders. Because I'm like, camel spiders? Is it going to be like a camel with extra legs and they got radioactive spit? I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. How, how'd you do this? I was so let down and insulted. It's like, I stuffed my fear for this? To not even be scared? Oh, it sucked. It sucked so bad. So the premise from what I remember, it just seems like your generic sci-fi plot taken from Tremors where there's just some people going out into the desert and they're looking for something and unfortunately they're in like a nest of these um advanced arachnids i was expecting them to be the size of a camel they were the size of a dog they were the size of the same alien and alien three. Oh my god it hurt it hurt so bad they wasted a premise like that it made me just disgusted and it would even sucked more one of my other favorite actors, C. Thomas Howell, was in it. So I'm like, what? One of my favorite actors? Okay, now I'm really stuffing my fear so I can see one of my favorite guys. Oh man, they wasted him. But then again, like, C. Thomas Howell has always dived into the strangest sci-fi plots. Like, you could throw a dart at anything, and he's probably been in that weird sci-fi film. Power to him if he loves it. That's awesome. Fantastic. I hope he had a great time because I didn't have a great time. I didn't even finish it. I think I was like halfway through and I'm like, I'm done. I wasn't even promised a camel-sized spider. Everything was just so generic. And even for a made-for-TV film that you know was going to be bad, but you want to enjoy how bad it is, couldn't even do that. I'm like, really? I wanted to enjoy this bad plot. I stomached my fear of spiders. Come on. It was bad. It was super bad. There's a reason why it had a 2.9 on IMDb, man. Woof, man. So the last one on this list... It's okay if you don't like me afterwards for not liking this movie. I did not like 
terror fear. I felt like I sat through an uncomfortable hour and 30-something minutes. I don't know if it was 30-something minutes. I don't know. It felt like forever. And I was so uncomfortable. And I couldn't even find anything out of the time I spent being uncomfortable. It was such a bad experience that it didn't scar me but I didn't feel like I got anything out of it than just being uncomfortable and I get that there are some films that have an angle that it's supposed to make you uncomfortable and it's supposed to make you question if you can stomach something with so much shock value but here's the thing shock value has to have intelligence behind it that is the famous words of one of my favorite film critiquers, Doug Walker, had said in an episode that also had to do with shock value. And it does do something. It has a lot of shock value, and that's great. It's doing something different, unlike the other horror movies that we have. And from what I understand, the character within Terrafear, Art the Clown, is derived from an anthology movie called All Hallows' Eve, and he became the, fame, the, the fan favorite character. You know, that's great. Awesome. But I just am one of those people that am just not on board with it. I didn't find anything good out of it than just being a film about shock value. I will say it is an unfair advantage that I haven't seen All Hallows' Eve to make this a fair criticism. But honestly, if you're in a position where you've seen enough that you can handle and you don't wish to go into it and you want to think of your mental health and your sanity and your comfort level, then like, I don't agree with testing your stomachs to go into something you know you don't like. I know I don't like this. There are several scenes I felt crossed the line, and it did have me terrified to think this was going to be the next crime spree with what happened with Scream. Because of the way Art the Clown became a very macabre character that did a whole bunch of stuff, and it doesn't take much for someone to do something like that, unfortunately. You can have one person that's like, oh, I want to dress up as a clown and do that. That was my fear factor about the film afterwards. And when the sequel came out, one of my friends had like begged me to watch it with them. And that was the first time I put my foot down and was like, no, absolutely not. I would rather gouge my eyes out. And I never say that. Usually I'm a little bit more polite when I say something in regards to declining an offer to see a movie with a friend. Like, I'm sure my friend loved it. I think he said he loved it because it's up his alley, but it wasn't up my alley. But the thing that made me regret watching this film was uh, a, um, this is going to be kind of a bit of a warning uh, that I'll be talking about a uh, violent moment. There was a girl that got dismembered in a very, very horrific way. I felt like the film had crossed the line and I did watch other um, videos that did mention terror fear there has been some people mentioning this dissection scene as the most uncomfortable and the most terrifying in the movie and I I just felt that was too far I still sat with the rest of the film I watched all the way through uh, it just felt too morbid I uh I felt like it was just like a shock value film and I know that there is like an identity behind it but I just feel like it also 
didn't really deliver enough that I could be on that could be comfortable with uncomfortable moments. It's like when you watch things like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, that's a very uncomfortable film. I haven't watched it myself. I've seen pieces of it, but from what I understand, it did have a balance within that film. Same thing like uh, Friday the 13th. That also could be an easy slice and dice film, but they made it balanced. That you could kind of have some moments that you could breathe a little bit. And I don't like it when a horror film doesn't let you breathe uh, long enough to go into the next one. That's kind of my criticism about it, about that film. I truly wish that I liked it. I have not gone back and watched the film. Just felt like it crossed a lot of lines. And, you know, if that's the choice that the, the film made. That was what went into it, and they went with it, so I have to commemorate them for going all the way to make a very um, disturbing film. I just felt like it was too disturbing. And, uh, yeah, so I'm... I'm, I'm glad that I watched it just to see, like, the whole hype around it, but definitely did not enjoy watching it. Not one bit. Okay, well, those are the three films that I regret watching. There are definitely more on the list, but I thought it just would be nice to play around with these three films and see where I can go from there and leave it open to explore this topic again in the future when this topic resurfaces in the suggestion box. But I have to admit, it, it was nice to take a venture away from the usual episodes that is strictly about a specific TV show or movie and get to just cover a topic. It was It's kind of nice to, like, kind of give a bit of a spotlight on what my preferences are for movies and my experience for it. it. It's nice to do something like this. So thank you so much for listening to the episode and tuning in, as always. So with this episode coming at the end of September... It is time for that year again to get the spooky picks. So I already have this planned in advance that I have all of my Halloween-themed suggestions in a separate container so I can get the first episode picked out for the Halloween series on the screen, Queen. I've been looking forward to this shit since, like, July, man. I loved doing this last year, and it was the first ever... A uh, full month event that I produced and created. And it was just oh so amazing. I love doing it. And there's some more picks for some other spooky themed stuff, horror themed, fall themed stuff in general. I'm just this is I'm just looking forward to it. I don't even I don't have words. I'm just gonna go ahead and pick a suggestion out of the box to get this party started. So here we go. Here we go. Let me get this shaken up very well. I wish I had my own Vanna White system, but then again, I would need Vanna White for that to be a Vanna White system. Alright, what are you? What are you? Okay, cool. That's not a bad way to begin everything. Alright. Okay. So, the first episode of the Halloween series on the screen, Queen, is going to be The Thing. Specifically, The Thing in 1982. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that movie coming out. That'll be interesting to talk about that film. Alrighty, Cool Beans Burritos. If you'd like to catch up with me in between uploads, you can find me on Instagram at Queen of the Screen. If you'd like to hit me up, we can talk about these films and what you liked about it or if you feel the same way I do about them. 
If you'd like to catch up with me on TikTok and see the funny movie-related content I do there, you can find me at The Mystical Space Witch. And if you're interested in finding about my book series, Inglorious Inc., you can find it in the description box. Well, thank you so much for being here for the episode. You all take care. Stay amazing. This is your screen queen signing off. Bye-bye.